Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Saturday Mailbag Show, KBS Listener's Lounge, coming to you from Seoul, the capital of South Korea. It's Saturday, February 18th, 2017, and as always, we've got the latest listeners' letters, messages, and reports we receive from you coming right up. So please stay tuned. I'm Emily Jennings. And I'm Kim Ji-eun. We'll be right back. Hi, Emily. How, How have you been? Not too bad. It's just, um, it feels like the week flew by, kind of. How was your week? Yeah, it was um, pretty busy, mm-hmm. so it kind of just flew by mm. itself, but... Nothing all that special happened. Right. Uh, like, like I said, mine flew by too. I mean, most weeks do fly by and we mention almost every week that time <laughs> flies. But for some reason, even though there was nothing special about this week for me, it, it just felt like it went by even faster than other weeks. Although now that I mention it... Um, Maybe it's because there was nothing special about it that it felt like it was faster. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. I think I know what you mean. But even though the week felt shorter, it felt like there was actually two seasons kind of squeezed into one week. Right. It was quite chilly at the beginning of the week, but the latter half was definitely noticeably warmer. I mean, it's not warm, warm, (laughs) but it's warmer relatively. Um, I did actually switch to a lighter coat from my big heavy down parka. Well, I tried to do that actually on Friday morning and had to go back to my house (laughs) because I'm just not ready yet. The wind is still too strong for me. Especially in the mornings, I think. Right. Yeah, it's colder in the morning. But do you think it's going to start getting a little warmer from now on? Um, well, unfortunately, experience tells me that Korean winter never leaves without a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, just last year, I remember seeing heavy snow on the last day of February. I actually do remember this because I took photos and videos of the heavy <laughs> snow. But um, there's usually another cold snap sometime in March or April. But the sunlight does feel much warmer already. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah, that's true. When you're in the sunshine, mm-hmm. it does feel a lot warmer. But then when you're in the shade and some cold wind comes by, I find it really confusing (laughs) in terms of what to wear because you take off your jacket, take Uh, on your jacket, especially if you're temperature sensitive. Yeah, layering is the key, I think. (laughs) But, you know, it does feel quite different to be in the sun Mm -hmm. and it is quite pleasant getting some sun, even if it is just my face exposed. But too bad we'll have to wait a little bit longer until spring gets here. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind having another snow day. Mm. It would be a big treat for my dog, Nami, as well. Yes, I know your dog likes (laughs) the snow. Well, we didn't see that much snow in Seoul this year, did we? Of course, it was another story on the East Coast, on the islands, in the EC. But I feel like it was overall... um, mild winter in Seoul. Would you agree? Yeah, pretty mild. Um, Definitely much milder than I think it was 2012. Mm. That was a very, very cold winter. Right. And even 2013 as well, Mm. I think. So it has been a bit milder. But as you said, winter isn't quite over yet. Right. So you never know. Yes, let's knock on wood. (laughs) Now, before we get to the letters and reports of the week, we want to address a question we've been receiving a lot lately. Many of our listeners and former monitors have been sending us questions regarding our monitors for 2017. Now, as some of you know by now, the monitors have been selected and the monitorship cards have been sent out. Right. Some of our monitors have let us know that the cards got to them safely, but as international 
international post can take a little time. We're not surprised that not all of our uh, monitors have received uh, the cards we have sent out yet. Right. Now, most of our monitors have kept in touch with us regularly and diligently, not only in 2016, but in the past years as well. So we wanted to express our appreciation by keeping the list largely unchanged. So that means very few new monitors have been added to the list and they were chosen based on how often they report back to us. And we're, of course, happy to welcome Srivatsa of India, Diwan Rafikul Islam of Bangladesh and Paul Walker of the U.S. as our new monitors. Yes, thank you for volunteering and also thank you in advance for your dedication. And now it's time for us to take a quick break before we come back with the letters and reports of the week. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to KBS Listener's Lounge on KBS World Radio. It's time now for us to take a look at the listener letters and reception reports. As usual, we've received some lovely handwritten, typed-up emailed comments, letters and reception reports from you, our listeners, and we'll share some of those with you on this program. We'll start with the snail mail report from the UK. Our monitor Grant Skinner sent us his reception logs from early January. Using his Grundig YB400 receiver with an extendable rod antenna, he tried to tune into a number of different broadcasts. On January 6th, he tried our 1300 RUTC broadcast on 15.575 MHz but could not receive our signal. He also tried the 1600 RUTC broadcast on 9.515 MHz, which was also also not receivable on that day. He tried 9.515 MHz again on January 10th and was able to pick up a very faint signal. He rated the simple 15411 and said there seemed to be some audio, but there just wasn't enough oomph. The person talking was talking too quietly. Mm. The signal was lost again on January 12th, but it was back on on the 13th when he listened to us from 1609 to 1616 hours UTC. Again, and it was a faint signal with the simple rating of 15151. Grant wrote, I could distinguish a gentleman talking. Uh, there was lots of noise which deadened your broadcast, like number, number one, wind, and number two, crackles. By 1616 UTC, the noise took over completely. Well, thank you, Grant, as always, for monitoring our signals despite the poor conditions. We'll have your QSL cards on their way very soon. Now, although Grant had little luck with our broadcast on 15.575 MHz, our U.S. monitor Russell Summers sent us some uplifting news about the broadcast targeting North America. He left us an online reception report recently and said that he tuned into us on February 11th and 12th on 15.575 MHz from 1300 to 1400 hours UTC. He used a Yacht Boy 400 PE receiver with a telescopic antenna and rated the Simpo 25352 for both days. Obviously, the conditions still poor, but considering how 
long he couldn't get our signal at all. This is indeed quite good news and we are very happy to see that the overall merit has seen more twos than ones lately, especially since late January. So thank you very much, Russell, for that bit of good news and we will have your QSL cards on their way soon. Talk about lowered expectations, right? Mm-hmm. We're yeah, happy that we're seeing twos. Now, on the other hand, the 1600 RUTC broadcast on 9.515 megahertz is actually our broadcast beam toward Europe. It seems to be heard better in other parts of the world these days, actually. For uh, example, our monitor, AKM Nur Zaman of Bangladesh, sent us his logs dated January 22nd through the 30th, on which dates he tuned into us at 1600 RUTC via 9.515 megahertz using a Sony ICF shortwave 7600GR receiver with an indoor telescopic rod antenna. He rated the Simpo 3 across the board for all seven days, which may not be fantastic, but it's still fair. So thank you very much for that report. Also from Bangladesh, listener Hazi Abdul Manin sent us his reports for February 11th through the 15th. He also tuned into us on 9.515 megahertz using an analog national receiver with a telescopic antenna, and also rated the simple three across the board for all five days. However, we should mention Hazi, we believe you may have put the wrong broadcast hours on your form. If you're listening to us right now, please let us know if you heard us on 9.515 megahertz at 1600 hours UTC or on another frequency at 1300 hours UTC. We need the correct information in order to send you a QSL card and that goes for all of our Mm -hmm. listeners who send us feedback. Please make sure you have the accurate information so that we can send you a QSL as verification. And of course, nonetheless, thank you very much for your reports, Hazi. Now, going back to 9.515 megahertz, the frequency seems to have fared even better in India. Listener R. Karthikeyan sent us an email and said that he heard us from 1620 to 1700 hours UTC on 9.515 megahertz on February 2nd. He gave us some details of the contents he heard and also said that he used a Grundig Yachtman receiver with a wire antenna to tune in to us. He said the SIMPA was 4, by which I assume he means an overall merit of four or maybe even four across the board. Either way, it's a good thing, I think. Thank you very much for that, and we'll send you a QSL card soon. Also, listener Honey Islam of India left us an online recession report to let us know that he tuned in to us on 9.515 megahertz from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC using a Siemens radio on February 1st and February 2nd, and on both days, the simple rating stood at four across the board. More recently, Honey said that he had good reception on 9.515 megahertz on February 12th as well without giving it a simple rating. Well, thank you very much for your reports, both your online uh, reports and the email reports and your QSL cards are on their way. Now, another one of our monitors in India, listener Muhammad Shaman S, has been reporting similar listening conditions for the frequency in his region as well. On February 4th, he rated the simple for our 1600-hour UTC broadcast on 9.515 
5 megahertz as 4 across the board and also 4 across the board for the same broadcast on February 6th. He used a Grundig Yapboy 80 receiver with a 20-meter long wire aerial antenna and Muhammad also monitors several of our other broadcasts, namely 9.640 megahertz, 7.215 megahertz and 7.275 megahertz. And he's also sent us a summary of the frequency conditions for the month of January as well. That's right. He wrote number one frequency 9.515 megahertz at 1600 our UTC to 1700 our UTC was loud and clear in my area and uh, after the 15th of January of 2017. In the first half of January 2017 though the frequency strength was weak. Number two frequency 9.640 megahertz was good for recession from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC after the 15th of January. In the first half of the January, uh, the signal was falling several times. Number three, frequency 7.215 megahertz was average for reception in my area in January. Strong jamming from China Radio International Hindi service to South Asia at the time was occurring. And last but not least, frequency 7.275 megahertz from 1800 to 1900 RUTC was average for reception from uh, 1800 to 1830 hours UTC in January. At that time, this time to Europe was jamming 7.275 megahertz. At 18.30 our UTC, however, China Radio International signs off. And so after that, 7.275 megahertz was good for reception in my area, is what Mohammed wrote. He also said he enjoyed our special program on Pipimpap and the uh, Lunar New Year specials as well. And he requested that we start a new program about uh, Korean movies and or Korean rivers. Hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think personally, I would very much enjoy a program or uh, even a short segment on Korean movies. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, thank you very much. As always, Mohammed, your QSL cards are on their way. Now, the next report is from Malaysia. Listener Tim Braille wrote the following in his email. You may be interested to learn that KBS World Radio was received on the 1st of February 2017 from 1615 till 1700 UTC here in the Kuala Lumpur area. The programs, Soul Calling, Drama Lines and Sounds of Korea were heard during the broadcast. Reception was strong and audible for much of the broadcast. Tim used a Panasonic RF-B45 receiver with a long wire antenna approximately 20 meters tall. He tuned into 9.640 megahertz and rated the simple as 54544 and also wrote strong signal with slight fading was observed during much of the transmission. Well, that sounds pretty good. So mm-hmm. thank you very much for the detailed report, Tim. And your QSL card has actually been sent out already. Here's another report on 9.640 megahertz. Listener Anirban Hazra of India left us an online recession report after listening to our broadcast on 9.640 megahertz on February 4th from 14.10 to 14.30 hours UTC. He used an Avion DR1401 receiver with a long wire antenna and rated the simple 43434. Thank you, Anirban. And I believe this is the first time Emily 
Emily and I are hearing from you. So welcome to the Listener's Lounge family. And we hope to hear more from you in the uh, in the future. Yeah, that would be wonderful. And tell us a little bit more about yourself, mm-hmm. too. We always love to find out more information about our listeners. And now our new monitor, Diwan Rafikul Islam of Bangladesh, also sent us a number of reception logs on 9.640 megahertz. He tuned into the frequency from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC on February 5th and rated the SIMPO 23322. And on February 8th, it was two across the board. He wrote, I often listen to KBS World Radio. You have interesting programs and information about Korea. I also like Korean music. I like Korea Today and Tomorrow, K-Pop Connection and the Listener's Lounge program, Touch Base in Seoul, Sounds of Korea and Seoul Travel Tips. Well, it sounds like he likes almost (laughs) all of our programs. And he continued, I particularly enjoyed the segment about health benefits of traveling and your shortwave signal is very poor here in Bangladesh. There is always interference by other radio stations and now and then there is no signal at all. So now I use KBS mobile app. This is very helpful for listeners. The sound is very clear and strong, but now and then the app suddenly stops as well. Many shortwave stations have stopped broadcasting. I hope that KBS World Radio will continue its shortwave transmissions. Thank you once again for the interesting and varied programming which I hear every day. I very much enjoy listening to all of your programs. It's fascinating hearing about the different aspects of Korean culture. Well, thank you very much for your reports and for your kind words. We will send you a QSL card very soon. We also heard from our other new monitor, Srivatsa of India, recently as well. Srivatsa left us an online reception report on the frequency 7.215 megahertz. He used a Kaito Voyager Pro receiver with an indoor antenna to listen to us on 7.215 megahertz from 1500 to 1600 hours UTC on February 6th, and he rated the SIMPO 22322. On February 7th, he tuned in from 1430 to 15, 20 hours UTC and the SIMPO stood at 22422 and on February 10th it was 22322 again from 1530 to 1600 hours UTC. He commented, Dear Chin and Emily, I tried listening to the new frequency from February 6th to 10th, 2017 but the situation has not improved. My personal view is it is time to shift to a new frequency. However, I listened to KBS World Radio on broadband, and here are some feedback. On February 8th episode of Soul Calling, change in family structure, looking after parents, their expectations, and changes in environment made for an interesting topic. In fact, this is relevant for all societies throughout Asia. Recession and its impact, a rise of cafeteria due to availability of low-priced food in any society, the city people or the salaried class anyway, their cost of living is on the rise, which again is relevant for the entire, entire world's cities. Other interesting part was disadvantages of having too much coffee. 
Finally, K-beauty was good since it covered fashion and style for men. On February 10th, PyeongChang Games 2018 was mentioned, as well as eating and drinking and traveling alone. And uh, here Srivatsa also wrote in parenthesis, I always like traveling alone because it gives us uh, so much freedom and time to think. Mm. Well, thank you, Srivatsa, for your detailed and thoughtful report. We'll send you a QSL card very soon. And speaking of doing things alone... Um, Personally, I don't mind traveling alone, but I do kind of mind drinking alone. Drinking alone, Mm. yeah. I don't think I've ever gone drinking alone. I also feel a little funny about eating alone at times, Mm. too. If I have a book or something to Mm -hmm. read, then I don't mind. But if you're on your own eating, surrounded by groups of people together eating, Uh, there can be a a feeling of awkwardness then. But personally, I think it's kind of strange how I don't mind traveling alone, which requires eating alone and sometimes even drinking alone if I choose to. That's true. So elsewhere, I don't mind doing that. But here in Seoul, I feel so so out of place if mm-hmm. I were to eat at a restaurant alone or I mean I guess I do work at cafes a lot these days so I do um, have coffee on my own but uh, that now and then. feels totally different because you're engaged in something yeah but uh, this is indeed an interesting topic tra- mm-hmm. uh, traveling alone it does give me a lot of freedom and that's one of the reasons I like it but um the thinking part is not my favorite no. <laughs> part of driving alone. Actually, my favorite thing about being on my own is mm-hmm. thinking. I, mm. I speak out loud if I'm in the house by myself. Really? I just go around having conversations with myself and my dog <laughs> if he's there. Um, and that is kind of fun, actually, just playing thoughts out in your head out loud because mm-hmm. you can't really do that in front of people without them making odd faces at you. That's true. And sometimes... Um, speaking uh, speaking your thoughts out loud actually makes it a little clearer mm-hmm. too, I guess. Yeah, anyway, that's true. interesting topic indeed. But unfortunately, I believe that's all the time mm-hmm. we have for the letters and emails and reception reports from you today. It is now time to move on to our last segment of the day, which is Inside the Mailbox by Yunha Lee. And welcome to Inside the Mailbox. I'm Yunha Lee. In this weekly corner, I share updated information from our Facebook page as well as events and answer listeners' inquiries. Also, I tell you how to navigate our KBS World Radio English Service website. First up, let's go over to our Facebook page. Several of our listeners sent us lovely pictures and messages via Facebook and email, congratulating us on World Radio Day, which is held annually on February 13th. According to the messages, World Radio Day was proclaimed on November 3rd, 2011 at UNESCO's 36th General Conference. Himant Kumar from India wrote in his email, World Radio Day is about celebrating radio, why we love it, and why we need it today more than ever. A day to remember the unique power of radio to touch lives and bring people together across every corner of the globe. We also posted the message and pictures we received from our listener Mohammed from Egypt on our Facebook page. On this posting, Eddie Satirwan commented, Happy Radio Day to all in English service of KBS World Radio. Radio is my best friend. Thank you to everyone who wished us progress and success, and we want to celebrate this day with all of our listeners across the world because we won't exist without our listeners. 
To take a look at the posting, head on over to our English Service Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash EnglishKBS. Now let's move on to website directions. This previous Thursday, which was February 16, 2017, the special program Records of Modern Korean History was aired. You can find the special page about this program on our KBS World Radio website. On the main page, look for the blinking banners on the top left corner. Click on the second banner that says Records of Modern Korean History. Another way to access this special program page is to scroll down on the main page and right below the news section, you will find the same image as the banner but bigger in size. The image will say celebrating 90 years of radio, looking forward to the next 100, Records of Modern Korean History. Click on either one which will take you to the special program page. The program covers Japanese colonial period, liberation and the Korean War, industrialization and democratization, and lastly, the globalization of Korea. This special program introduces modern Korean history through songs of each era. On the special program page, you can also find video clips of the Korean songs that were introduced in the special program and read about how Korea has changed over the years. To find the special program page, head on over to our KBS World Radio English Service website, world.kbs.co.kr slash English. This week, we sent out earphones to four Y2C winners. Congratulations, and we hope you enjoyed the prize. Please allow two to four weeks for delivery, depending on your location. And that's it for this week's Inside the Mailbox. Until next time, this is Yoon Ha Lee. Have a nice weekend. Well, that's all we have for you this week on KBS Listener's Lounge. We hope you enjoyed the show. This has been Emily Jennings. And this has been Kim Ji-eun. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye.